0: Holy Gospel, according to St. Luke, the third chapter. In the fifteenth year of the reign of the Emperor Tiberius, when Pontius Pilate was governor of Judea, and Herod was ruler of Galilee, and his brother Philip, ruler over the region of Ituria and Trachonitis, and Licinius, ruler of Abilene, during the high priesthood of Anus and Caiaphas, the word of God came to John. Son of Zachariah in the wilderness, and he went into all the region around the Jordan, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins, as it is written in the book of the words of the prophet Isaiah. The voice of one crying out in the wilderness: "Prepare the way of the Lord; make his paths straight. Every valley shall be filled, and every mountain and hill shall be made low." And the crooked shall be made straight, and the rough ways made smooth, and all flesh shall see the salvation of God. The gospel of the Lord. May be seated, and the children may come forward for a children's sermon. thank you so much for your really good singing this morning. I needed that. That was good. I didn't, I didn't but you sang earlier, didn't you? I needed all the singing. I'm sorry, I needed I all like, this. Need that. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> Today, we're talking about another one of our Advent themes. Each Sunday, we're going to light another candle on that wreath right there. Each Sunday, we're going to light another candle, and each Sunday, we're going to talk about the theme for that candle. Now, last week, we talked about hope, right? And hope is things that we hope for in all kinds of places. Sometimes we hope for things on our Christmas list, and sometimes we hope for things for people, for them to get better, for them to have happiness. Sometimes we hope for ourselves, and sometimes we hope for the whole world. Today, we're going to talk about light. Light. Now, I want to ask you all: Have you ever had a birthday cake with a candle on it? Have you? Everybody. Okay. Now, I want you to imagine that cake. I want you to imagine that all the lights are out, all the lights are out in the house except for that cake. All right. Except for that cake. Now, what's it look like when all the candles are lit on the cake, but everything else is dark? What's it look like? Yeah. There's shadows. There's a little bit of light, but there's shadows. And there's a little bit of things you can see. You can see people's faces, and you can see the table, probably. You can probably see the cake. Now, if someone would turn the lights on in the house, what would happen? You could see everything, yeah. But what if, what if all the lights were off, except for the cake, and then you blew out the candles? Then it's your birthday, yeah. But and
1: it would be so dark.
0: it's dark. It's dark. Yeah. One candle makes a whole lot of light, doesn't it? Yeah. One candle makes a whole lot of light. It can. It's more than none. <laughs> it makes light. Jesus is like a candle. Jesus gives us light. And Jesus helps us to see things. Now, can you see Jesus? No. No, not not really. When you're in heaven, you can. But right now, we can still see the things that the light shows us. We can still see things that Jesus shows us. When we see someone helping out another person, that's like Jesus shining on them. That's Jesus showing us light. When... When we help someone else, when we pat them on the back, when they've done a good job or when they need help, that's like Jesus being the light. When we pray, that's like Jesus being the light. When we sing out, that's like Jesus being the light. When we hope, that's like Jesus being the light. Jesus is the light. Jesus shows us the goodness. I need one helper. Who helped me last week? Does anybody remember? Cooper? Okay. So, I need someone else. I'm going to pick you today. You are going to help me light two of the candles on that wreath, okay? Now, when we're doing that, everyone else gets to sing, which is kind of cool. You can sing, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. We're going to sing two verses. If you know it, cool. Page 257, by the way. If you know it, cool. If you don't, that's okay. I want you to look at the light that we light And I want you to think about Jesus showing us the goodness in this world, okay? Jesus bringing us goodness. Are we ready? Here we go. shall we pray? Let's pray. Holy are you, God of righteousness and peace. You promise to wait with patience for all to come to repentance and to send out your prophet to cry in the wilderness to prepare the way of the Lord. As we light these candles, open our ears to hear you speak tenderly to your people. Open our hearts to welcome you as a shepherd who gently leads the flock. Comfort us, O God, and forgive the sins of your people. Reveal your glory to us and speak your word of peace. Amen. In the name of Jesus, amen. Can I ask if there are any fans of Harry Potter here? Oh, good. So, you Harry Potter fans, I have some trivia for you. Where does Harry Potter live in the beginning of the first book? Yes. Um, in In a house. And what is the address of that house? Privet drive, that's right. Mike Cagliano gets the brand new car sitting outside. No. Privet drive. It's a unique little device that J.K. Rawlings uses in her books. The very first thing that we learn about Harry, one of the very first things we learn about Harry is where Harry lives. One privet drive. it doesn't take much. It just takes that little address for us to realize, oh, this takes place in the real world. It's a novel and it's fiction. Yes, all that's true. But its setting is in everyday life, in the life that we are living. It just takes an address. There are four times, four times that the Gospel of Luke does the similar thing. It gives us all of these governors and all of these rulers and all of these people that were reigning at the time of Jesus and John and everyone else. Four different times in the Gospel of Luke, they do this same thing. They tell us that this takes place in the real world. The first time is when the birth of John the Baptist is foretold. So in the same way that an angel came to Mary saying, you'll bear a child, an angel came to Zechariah and said, hey, you're going to have a son. Now, Zechariah didn't take it as well as Mary, but that's another story for another day. So the first time is the foretelling of the birth of John the Baptist. The second time is when we begin to hear the story of the birth of Jesus. That's where you can hear, in the same breath, the shepherds watching over the field. Watching over their flocks by night. The third time is here, where John the Baptist begins his ministry, and the fourth time is a long genealogy when Jesus is baptized. Every time, the gospel variety is trying to tell us that these things that we're hearing about, amazing though they are, are happening right here in real life. It's the same as Harry Potter having an address. Except for, I would argue, much more impactful in our lives. And it's good that we have this anchor. Because this week we are talking about light. We're talking about light that comes into the world and dramatically changes the world around us. I've said it before a few years ago and we say it again that light, light is a truth teller. How many of you have had the lights off and you're wandering through the house and you stub your toe on something? Yes, I did it yesterday. If the lights are on, it tells the truth and I can see that thing there. When the lights are off, I have no idea of what's in front of me and I stub my toe. Light tells the truth. And when this light comes into the world, what comes before this light, what comes before us is our understanding that things are not quite as they ought to be when God arrives. John the Baptist goes before this light and he does all of these things with the mountains and the hills and the valleys around us. That the valleys be brought up and the mountains and hills be brought low, that the crooked be made straight, that the rough ways be made smooth, and that all flesh shall see the salvation of God. In short, the light draws near, and God, through John the Baptist, suggests that we need to change. The light draws near, and we need to change. What does this change look like? Well,. If we take the imagery that John the Baptist is setting before us, the valleys and the mountains and the hills and the crooked and the rough paths, they're not small changes, are they? Have you ever tried to level out a hill? Takes a little bit of work, doesn't it? Even if you got a backhoe, it takes some work or a bulldozer or whatever else. I can't even quite level out the little garden patch I have in my backyard. John came with a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. So part of this is looking at our lives and realizing what needs to be leveled out, what needs to be smoothed over, what needs to change. And part of this is doing the changing. Part of this is admitting to what the light shows us. So I want you to imagine that you see the world that you live in, but it's dark? I want you to imagine the world that you, see, that you live in without light. Metaphorically. I'm not saying go around with your eyes closed. I'm saying look at the world you live in without light. What are the things in that world that are being hidden? What are the things in that world that are not being expressed? What are the things in that world are not, that are not being talked about? What are the things in that world That if God were here God would be telling us to change. What are the mountains and the hills and the crooked and the rough? I want you to imagine those things and then I want you to hear the voice of John the Baptist. Prepare the way of the Lord. Make Preparations for the coming of God. God is drawing near. God has told you what is right. Make these changes. Don't wait for tomorrow. Don't wait for the next week. Don't wait for the next year. This is not a 2018 resolution. There's still time now. You have today, you have tomorrow. Do the things that need to be done. Light is not only coming, but it's already come. This light, yes, tells the truth, but this light, yes, brings grace. Brings grace not for our complacency, but for the sake of us who struggle. There is action in that struggle, and there is purpose in that struggle. There is grace and mercy in that struggle. This week, as the light comes to us, consider what you are being called to change. Consider what you are being called to correct. What are you called to repent of and what are you called to turn from? God be with you in the hope that rings in our ears from last week. Knowing that God is with us and God be with you in the light that tells the truth and calls us to repentance. I'll be with you in this Advent journey. Amen.